The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Alert for the country's electricity supply has been issued for the second day in a row. We are told there is a generation shortfall in the country. It means we are using more electricity than we are generating. Jerry Duggan is with me. He's a chartered engineer and a fellow of the Irish Academy of Engineering. How much pressure, Jerry, is the system under? The system is under quite a lot of pressure at the moment. Um, the Amber Alert started yesterday <coughs> because a fault on of or a tripping of the east-west interconnector, that's the electricity interconnector between GB and Ireland, caused a significant loss of supply. Now, electricity systems are designed to cope with a loss of supply, but that meant that you were down to quite low tolerances. And at the moment, there's very little wind generation. This morning, while we have a very large amount of wind generation in Ireland, less than 1% was operating because of the wind conditions. And there is also a significant amount of thermal plants, that's gas, coal and oil-fired plant, not working at the moment for various technical reasons. What are those technical reasons? I mean, why are they not Uh, operational? Well, I'm not familiar with the detail, but effectively some of the plant is, you know, fairly old, but some of the plant that's not operational at the moment is relatively new. Okay. So it's somewhat worrying. I mean, is this unprecedented or, or have we experienced this before as a country? We, no, we've, I mean, in the past we've had power cuts, but they were predominantly caused by strikes other than World War II. Uh, now we're looking at a situation not just in Ireland, but across Europe, where both energy and electricity supplies are under pressure. And they're under pressure for a, a number of different reasons. In Ireland, okay, we have low wind and plant failures. <clears throat> in France, which historically exported quite a large amount of electricity to GB, uh, their nuclear fleet, 50% of it, is on average 50 or 40 years old and is beginning to show signs of wear and tear, and they've uh, a significant amount of plants out for maintenance. Now, it's not a threat in terms of nuclear radiation, but it does mean it's not available. And in Norway, which has significant export capability, including to GB, uh, they have announced that they are rationing electricity exports because of an exceptionally dry year, means their reservoirs, which are enormous by international standards, are not anywhere near the levels I'd like them to be. So we have this kind of unfortunate confluence of events, is that fair? And we, we have, together with the squeeze on gas supplies caused by the Ukrainian war. So, you know, you have three factors coming together, climate, ageing power plant, and this is common right across Europe, and uh, President Putin's war, and that's causing problems. So, I mean, how likely is it, do you suspect, Jerry, uh, that we'll have a situation whereby there will be some sort of rationing come winter? Well, we're in a position, in a peculiar position and indeed unique position in Europe in that we have, okay, a very large number of data centres, disproportionately large for the size of the country. But those data centres have a very considerable amount of standby generation capacity, very considerable amount. Now, that capacity 
is not available to AirGrid to what we call dispatch, which means that AirGrid can determine, you know, ask that it come on and off. Mm. And were that available, there should be no shortage of electricity generation capacity in the country for the winter. I, sorry, now, Jerry, are, are, they, are they generating their own electricity and storing it? No, or, they're or? not. For the most part, with one exception, they're not generating their own electricity. They're taking electricity from the grid, but these are there in case there's a power interruption on their supply. So they, they, store, very, it up, they store it up as a kind of a backup power supply? It, it, it's, it's a backup power supply. And right. they're all virtually all diesel powered. And they're entitled under their environmental licensing to operate for up to 500 hours a year. Now, that it, were they available, it would make a significant difference to the overall supply situation. So, I mean, is that, is that that's something I, I assume, given what you've just told me, you would contend the government should be engaging with these data centres on, is it? Uh, well, I mean, this issue has been raised by the Academy before with the IDA, etc. Uh, you know, the, 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 there are no great technical problems in getting this resolved. So the problems are institutional. And I believe, given the difficulties we're facing, that, you know, heads should be banged together and the institutional problem solved. And in terms of then the kind of the longer term picture, is that future proofing of the grid, is, is that the kind of the big challenge we face from an energy point of view? Uh, no, uh, the, the, the big challenge we face at the moment is actually on gas supply security. Right. Ireland is the sixth largest user of gas per capita in Europe. We are the 15th largest user of gas, sorry, in the EU. We're the 15th largest user of gas in absolute terms. And every one of the 14 countries using more than us have gas storage facilities, typically, and on average, 115 days of gas storage. We have none. All right, which I, I, I suppose raises the, the, the spectre of this LNG plant that I know some are, are, are campaigning for, uh, some within government, others within government campaigning against. Uh, uh, I, I suspect you're, you're in the former camp. You think we need it? Uh, no, the Academy has for years been pointing out that we have a gas supply security issue. I mean, we have 90 days oil storage because this arose because of the uh, gas, uh, oil supply problems in 1973. But we have no gas storage. And, you know, we've now seen with Putin how exposed we potentially are. Mm. So I think it is absolutely essential that that facility, including significant storage facilities, as was originally planned, is developed as quickly as possible. And in Germany, if you, they objected to LNG imports for years on the same grounds as they're objected to here. They have absolutely reversed the position. And now the Green Manager, Minister for Energy in Germany has authorised the development of five import terminals without environmental impact statements, such as the emergency. Wow, OK. But, but it, it certainly doesn't look like we're about to do it anytime soon here, despite, as you oh, say, that well, long lobbying I, I, from the I, Academy. I, I think it's incumbent on us to recognise the seriousness of the yeah. issue we're in and to act accordingly. I mean, if you go back, 
and most of your member listeners will not be as old as I am. Uh, after the Suez Crisis in 1956, the government determined that an oil refinery should be established in Ireland. It was built in Whitegate. Yeah. After the first oil crisis in 1973, the EU and the International Energy Agency determined that countries should hold 90 days oil stocks. After the uh, fall of the Shah of Iran and the Iran-Iraq war, which again caused problems on the oil supply side in the late 70s, early 80s, it was decided that Money Point Power Station should be built. I believe we're in that kind of situation, that we have a new situation and we have to react to it. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see whether the reaction is the, the reaction you think uh, is incumbent upon us. Uh, Dermot O'Brien is with us as well, Jerry. Dermot is the general manager of Shannon Side Galvanising. Uh, Dermot, I wanted to get a sense from you of the impact that it would have on business. Were we to get to a point in the winter where you were told, listen, you've got to power down for a certain amount of time? Yeah, hi, Kieran. If we Well, if we had to power down, say, if we didn't have any um, gas and we had to shut down our plant, okay, our furnace is very well, our kettle, our zinc kettle is very well insulated. Obviously, we have 560 metric tonnes of molten zinc in the kettle that needs to be, needs to be kept at 451 degrees. At 425 degrees, zinc goes back into its solid form. Right. So we wouldn't be able to dip. We wouldn't. We would have to shut down, and then we would have the problem of when we got our gas supply back. We would be obviously. It would take us. It depends on how long we were down for. Um, you know, if we were down for a day, it would probably take us two days to get back up to temperature. Say so, one day, it's just so dense is the material and the denser it is, the longer yeah, it takes to heat yes. up that it would take two days to heat up what you lose in one. Yes, and a lot more gas. How and worried then, Dermot, I mean, are, are, I, I, I kind of don't want to terrify people or, or be accused of scaremongering, but I mean, how concerned are you <laughs> and others? I am concerned. We're, we're, we're members of ISME here. I have contacted ISME to, to lobby on my behalf. I am in the process of contacting you know, other people to say, you know, I have contacted, I have reached out to other galvanizing plants in the country to see if we can talk to government, talk to, you know, gas networks or whomever and just say, shutting us down won't, you know, it, it actually uses more gas. I, I'll put it to you this way, Kieran. when we're at, we're at home Christmas Day having our Christmas dinner, okay, our gas, our, our furnace is covered but it's still on and it's still keeping the the zinc at 451 degrees Celsius. In, in, in other words, even turning it off while there's nobody working, you know, is... It's not efficient. Is, is not, not efficient in terms of, I suppose, it's, it's not economically efficient, financially efficient. It's not efficient exactly. in terms of energy use. Exactly. It's inefficient. If turning it off is inefficient, you will use more energy to get it back up to temperature. Uh, how, I mean, uh, right, you say you're concerned and, and you and others yep. have, have kind of made representations to ISME and hope they would make representations on your behalf. How likely then do you think it might be that you and, well, or maybe not necessarily you, but some industry certainly would be asked to, to slow things down over the winter? I think it's becoming more and more obvious that it is going to happen. You know, I, I just think um, the Russians are 
um, turning down the gas supply literally every week, every month now. And they're using that as a weapon against Europe. Mm. And I, I, you know, I think it'll only get it'll only get worse later on in the year. And what do you make, Dermot, of, of, and I thought it was really interesting the way Jerry laid it out, the argument in favour of an LNG facility when he talked about, uh, you know, the Zeus crisis and what that precipitated here, about the oil crisis in the 70s, uh, what that precipitated uh, here, difficulties in Iran, what that precipitated here, uh, um, and the argument being that that we should have an LNG facility, we should have built it before now, but if there's anything to be taken from the current crisis, it's the need for a a liquefied natural gas storage facility would you agree absolutely it makes absolute sense it makes absolute sense to have one and they've been talking about the one in Ballylong for for years now it should be built by now it should have been built by now all right well listen Dermot we appreciate your time and thanks a million uh, for talking uh, to us Dermot O'Brien is the general manager of Shannon site galvanizing and Jerry Duggan is a a chartered engineer and he is a member uh, of their or rather a fellow of the Irish Academy of Engineering thank you both very much uh, for joining us here on the show contrasting views coming in Eddie C says no to nuclear power stop this news talk soft sell on nuclear power but somebody else says money point was a disgrace such irony from the Green Party to kill a nuclear power plant and instead build the single biggest CO2 source in this country. They should be ashamed of themselves. 53106. Keep those views coming at a cost of 30 cents. After the break, we're going to be talking about those people, those lovely people. We all love them. You know the ones. They play music out loud on their phones without headphones and public transport. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.